You are listening to Weight Loss Made Real, and this is episode 196. I'm your host, master weight loss coach and author, Cookie Rosenblum. Today and every Tuesday, I'm here to be your coach and your guide to help you end your emotional eating and lose that extra weight. If you just found me, welcome. And if you're a regular listener, welcome back. This is where we talk about your habit of emotional eating, which is the main focus of all the work I do. Here's where coaching meets psychology, and psychology meets brain science, and this is where your problem ends. So get comfortable and get ready to be coached. Before we begin, if you're new to my community, I want to remind you that this episode of Weight Loss Made Real is brought to you by the Freedom Group. These podcasts are created by me for you to give you new concepts to think about, to help you understand why you do what you do. Then we have the free Facebook group, and that's called Weight Loss Made Real, just like this podcast. And that's a group that you could join that will help you talk about the podcast with other listeners and with me. And finally, there is the Freedom Group, and that is where real change takes place with me as your coach. That's a monthly membership for smart women just like you who are finally ready. Maybe you've listened to this for a year or more, but finally ready to stop overeating from stress and habit and get real guidance and real coaching to show you how to make space for more happiness in your life. You could learn about the Freedom Group in the show notes or just go to weightlossmadereal.com slash group to get on that wait list so you know when we open next. Now, today we're going to start with our coaching session and here's what we're working on. Do you love to plan or do you hate to plan? You've probably heard me talk about different reasons and different ways to plan what you're going to eat how you're going to manage yourself, how you're going to take care of yourself, right? Eat, think, love, the three main things we work on. Well, today we're going to help you figure out whether you're a planner or whether you hate it and what your reasons are, what your excuses are, and I'm going to help you get past that. So how does planning relate to eating and weight loss anyway, right? We used to think that planning was something that you had to do when you were on a diet because diets were basically rules. So if you planned, the goal of the planning was to make sure that you strictly and rigidly followed your diet. But that's not how we look at planning today. For now, I want you to think that planning is a way of looking ahead. That's all it is. It's looking ahead at what you want and how you can get it. Planning is by you for you. It's not by me for you. It's not me or anyone else telling you what you have to do. It's you figuring out what you could do to get where you want to go. So you could plan all kinds of things, and I do, And many of the women I work with do too. You could plan your work schedule. You could plan home projects. You could plan your meals. 
You could plan your shopping list or what you're going to order in or what you're going to have and cook each day. You could plan your self-care. You could plan fun. You could plan dates with friends. You could plan doctor appointments and pampering appointments. And if you're thinking right now, well, this sounds boring, let me tell you something. Planning helps you get what you want. Some of you think that this is a gene, it's a genetic characteristic that you were just born without, that everybody else learned it somewhere, but you didn't get it, you don't have it. So if you tell yourself, well, I'm just not good at this, or yeah, I know people that plan, but it's just not me, I want you to know that those things are not true. They're just your thoughts about planning. And I'm going to show you how you could become a planner and why you should, even if you've never done it, even if you've never liked it, and even if you think it's not part of your DNA. So if we used to plan because it was a diet rule and we're not into diets and we're not into rules now, why should you plan right now? Planning helps things happen. When you're planning, what you're actually doing is thinking about something ahead of time, right? When you think about something ahead of time, you're using your higher brain. You're using the front part of your brain, the prefrontal cortex, that's like the chairman of the board of you. That's the part of your brain that helps you make plans and activate the plans and get what you really want. When you're planning ahead of time, it's like inserting a program, like a computer program in your mind. So that in the moment when you're trying to make a decision, and when you wait till you're in the moment, most decisions will be made from your lower brain. Your lower brain is the part of your brain that just works on habits, just works on routines, doesn't guide you to change. Everything you do now in the present moment is going to be the same in your future if you operate from your lower brain. But when you think ahead with your higher brain and you plan what you want to do, what you want to eat, how you want to handle a situation, what you're going to think even, then in the moment when an opportunity comes up to eat, your higher brain's going to come up with a suggestion because you've already thought of it. It's going to come up just like a reminder for you of, wait a minute, we already thought about this. Here's what you should do. Not the old habit, but the new thing that you already planned. So if planning is such a great thing to do, why might you be rebelling against planning? And I'll tell you, it comes, of course, from what you think about planning. If you're listening to me and you think planning is boring, will that motivate you to plan? Of course not. It's going to motivate you to say, hey, I just want to wing it. I like the excitement of making decisions in the moment. But what happens in the moment? You're going to do what you've always done. Your lower brain will win. And your goal, the thing that you want most in the world, the freedom from eating issues and extra weight, not going to happen. 
because your brain will default to what it's always done. You might have a thought when I talk about planning, like, oh, this is just going to take too much time. Who's got time? Who's got time to plan? If you think that, is that going to motivate you to plan ahead and follow the plan? Nope, absolutely not. If you think it takes too much time, you're going to blow it off and not do it. And then in the moments that eating opportunity comes up for you and Just like always, you're going to default to the same thing you've always done. You might be thinking, you know, Cookie, I hear what you're saying, but I'm a spontaneous kind of person. I just like to do what comes up for me in the moment. But I'm going to challenge you here, my friend, in a compassionate way. And I'm going to say to you, how has it worked in making changes for how you want to act and how you want to feel and how you want to eat, how has it worked being spontaneous? When you have habits in place already that are working for you and giving you what you really want, yes, then you can be spontaneous. Then you don't have to think about it ahead of time. It's already done. It's already programmed into your brain. But when you have a habit that's not working for you, and you want to change it, no, you can't afford to be spontaneous because that will just mean more of the same. Your future will be the same as your present moment. If you're thinking, I just like to feel free, well, you are free because you're the one managing yourself. No other outside person or force or diet or coach or guru can make you do anything. If you want to change, it always comes from a desire for you from you. But in order to change, you need to be honest with yourself. You need to see what you're doing and whether it's working for you or not. So right now, the thoughts that I just suggested you might be thinking in the moment will hurt you because they're going to give you the opposite of what you want. You want change, but those thoughts will make you go to your default. They'll give you the same old thing. They'll encourage you to do the habit that you already have, and you'll get more of the same. And the habit that you have will get stronger and stronger, and it will get harder and harder to come out of it. It's always possible, though, because our brains are changeable. But I want you to do things that will get you where you want to go so you won't be so constantly frustrated. There is no growth if you keep doing and thinking and feeling the same thing. If you keep thinking these thoughts, it's boring, it's too much time to plan, I like to be spontaneous. If you keep doing that, you are keeping yourself stuck on a treadmill. And there is no growth on a treadmill. A treadmill, it just goes around in a circle, the same place, the same time, the same thought, the same result. And you will be very frustrated because you won't understand Why could some other people change and I can't? But this is why. 
because you're thinking thoughts that you've always thought. The way out of those thoughts is to plan and think ahead of time. That is what works. Planning, in fact, is a way of caring for yourself. Planning will tell you and help you do the thing that has been eluding you so far. Planning helps you understand how to do the right thing. It helps you understand why you haven't been able to do it. It helps you understand why not planning makes it harder and planning makes it easier. I want you to consider doing an experiment. Let's think about a typical weekend. A lot of times the women I work with think that they can plan Monday to Thursday night, but since Friday starts the weekend, that they don't have to plan on the weekend. And so during the week, they operate from their higher brain, thinking ahead about what they're going to do, what they're going to eat, what thoughts will be helpful, how they're going to care for themselves, right? But when they hit the weekend, the planning goes out the window. When they hit the weekend, they have thoughts like this. Ooh, this is my time. This is my time to just relax. I've been good all week. I deserve a break. I'll think about it on Monday. Nobody wants to shop or plan on the weekend. So what they're doing, and you may have heard me mention this before, is they're putting in part-time effort, effort, Monday to Thursday, and they will get a part-time result. They'll get on track. They might lose a little weight, but then it's the weekend. No plan, back to lower brain thinking, part-time thinking, part-time result. So any work that they made progress on during the week is going to go back out of control on the weekend. Any progress they made, gone by Sunday night. And then you start Monday kind of beaten down. Here I go again. Why doesn't this work for me? It's because you're rebelling against planning on the weekend. We don't want your lower brain to be in charge of you. We want your higher brain to be in charge of you. If it comes to the weekend and you give this experiment a try, I want you to try two days without planning and two days with planning. If you need a new thought to help you plan on the weekend, it could be something like this. This is my time to relax and planning will make it easier. Planning will help me keep reaching my goal. Planning will give me the result I want when the weekend is over. Planning isn't against me. Planning isn't deprivation. Planning isn't strict. Planning is helpful to me. It helps me get what I want. What I want is growth. What I want is to reach my goal. And what I want is to stop beating myself up and being confused. You don't have to be confused. Here's the fact. Planning helps you change and planning helps you grow. So when you think about doing this experiment, 
I want you to think about one little thing that you could plan that would make it different for you, that would give you a different outcome. I'm choosing planning your food on the weekend because that usually is what helps most. But it could be if you're going out or you're going to be with other people, and that's when you usually revert to your typical way of thinking, and then you undo all the good work you did during the week, make that your goal. I'm going out to eat. I'm going to plan approximately how I'm going to eat and what I'm going to eat and how I'm going to say no when I've had enough. Make it particular to whatever challenge you're facing. Give it a try. Stop telling yourself that you're not a planner. All right, my friend, that's it for this subject in our coaching session today. But before I go, I'd like to invite you to a free masterclass that I'm offering with my friend and colleague, Katherine Hansen. You may have heard me on her podcast or heard her on mine right here, or maybe you read her book, Brain Over Binge. The masterclass that we're offering is going to help you get really clear on whether you struggle with emotional eating, habitual overeating, or binge eating. And as you know, understanding your struggle is the first step toward a lasting solution. This little freedom session will give you the latest thoughts from two experts so you can know exactly what your next step should be in breaking free from the eating issues that hold you back and take up so much space in your life. I hope you join us. The link to sign up for the free class is weightlossmadereal.com slash freedom call. Weightlossmadereal.com slash freedom call. You can find the link in the show notes. The class is coming up on November 18th, so be sure to sign up soon. And I will see you back here for another coaching session next week.